Welcome into Words with Wallace. I'm your host, Nick Wallace, coming at you Tuesday, November 28th. And if you guys are watching on YouTube or just read the title of the episode, you guys can see we are joined by a very special guest. We have our resident Minnesota Timberwolves expert, my guy, Garrett Olson. Garrett, how you doing, man? Hey, man, I'm doing all right. Uh, doing good, actually. That, that that was a big win over over OKC, kind of put the conversation to rest for the, for the time being. And we're still atop the West, so vibes are high right now. Garrett's my guy. We go way back from our time working with the Wolves. Shit, that was like five years ago now or yeah, getting bro, old. Just, <laughs> I know, man. I still remember when you did like the whole Taco John's challenge and all that at lunch. Um, yeah, you were the intern. We played some two-on-two, won a good little bet in the office. We had some good times back in those days, man. Oh, oh we that we did, man. That we did. But it, it's been awesome. And, and Garrett hit me up last year when I started the pod and he was trying to come on and talk Wolves. And so... The Wolves are having a moment, man. And just like Garrett had mentioned, we'll just kind of set the scene a little bit. Wolves are now 13-4, and four, still the number one seed in the West. And we had this strategically planned out. They just came off of a massive <laughs> in-season tournament win over the, the Thunder, which was absolutely huge. The Thunder were actually number two in the West, and I think still should be even after the loss to the Wolves tonight. That was an awesome game, man. It was super close down the stretch. Early on, buckets were hard to come by. The Wolves started a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely felt like you guys were missing Jaden McDaniels a little bit out there on the defensive 100%. end. When, SJ was getting going early and actually comes out the gates blazing to start the second half, scores 11 straight points for the Wolves to start the third quarter, gets hurt, and ultimately the Wolves still find a way to rally. Um, just on that a- and injury note real quick, we don't have a huge update on that. Looked like he came down hard uh, on his hip after going up for a dunk attempt. So obviously if we get any injury updates, we'll hit you guys with that, but probably wouldn't expect anything there. Uh, but still a huge win for the Wolves, man. So how are you feeling and what were your big reactions after a win like that? Yeah, man, it was, uh, I mean, I'm feeling great. You know, we're, we're still atop the West. As a lifelong Wolves fan, it's is pretty like uncharted territories. <laughs> you know, typically we're sitting at the bottom. So it's like starting 13 and four, I believe it's the best start in franchise history. Um, vibes are high right now. Just, I think for myself, obviously, you know, not being in Minnesota, but I'm sure if I was in Minnesota, it'd be even crazier. Uh, I know a lot of people that are still going to games, uh, pretty much every single night, whenever we're in town, it seems like the stadium is selling out left and right. Tickets in the upper level are sitting around like 50 bucks minimum now, which in the past when we were with the team, we couldn't even hand those <laughs> things out for free. So it's like, it's pretty crazy. I think looking at that game alone, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of foul calls, you know, early on, um, you know, Ant goes down. Everyone's kind of like really worried about that. But then out of nowhere, our savior, Troy Brown Jr. comes comes <laughs> in and gives us a solid 17, man. So it's just like, I don't know. We just find these hung, unsung heroes, you know, when we need them and we're, we're piecing things together. Yeah, man. Well, I, I think that that's all great points. I almost texted you in the middle of that, too. I'm like, is this this is the Troy Brown Jr. game? I'm like, what the hell yeah. is this? I mean, it I know was. he. Yeah, he literally. I think his only miss of the entire game was like that one free throw at the, in the at the end of the game, which is hilarious. He was even at the line in that spot, but still a, a huge moment for him nonetheless. And um, honestly, somebody I forgot to mention because I know the Wolves obviously with the lack of picks, they didn't have a you know any big splash plays this offseason. He's probably the closest oh. thing to it. But that kind of leads me into my first question. Obviously, we we talked about how the vibes are high and everything like that, but like you know this team this team's rolling right. Like obviously, it was a tough year last year with Cat being down for a huge chunk of that. Didn't get to see a lot of minutes with Cat and Gobert out there together to, to really build that cohesion, build that fit. So my, my first kind of question to you, obviously the vibes are high, but like w- what is the biggest change that you've seen from last season? Obviously it's still early, but like what do you think is, is the main change that has this team rolling early on? I think right now the, the biggest change that I've noticed is our defensive cohesion. Um, 
I mean, we're one of the best defensive teams in the league. I think we've held opponents to under 100 points, I think at this point, seven times. And last year, we only did it four throughout the whole course of the season. So, I mean, if you just look at that alone, that's that's going to set the tone. And then the offense, you know, we've got enough guys that can get buckets, you know, on their own in the flow of the game. Um, where I think that as long as we can continue to play defense at a high level, even without Jaden McDaniels, once he comes back, I really think we're going to be one of the scarier teams to match up with in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, we haven't even talked about this yet, but obviously that game Celtics versus Wolves a couple weeks back was awesome. Yeah. Probably one of the best games of the year, even though my C's took the L on that. But uh, McDaniels yeah. playing in that one, you have, you know, Ant and Tatum getting into it in the last couple minutes of the game. Yeah. Like it was just an electric game. And I didn't even realize that those two teams would be atop the NBA's power rankings as we sit here and record today, which is crazy to think about. But it yeah, is. man, the defense is no joke. I mean, you're really starting to see the vision of, you know, you know, obviously the, the Wolves were, you know, call it what it is. They were clowned for trading for Gobert. Obviously, you're never going to be able to recoup the insane amount of assets, but it's it's obviously not too late to salvage what he brings to a defense. He was on full display tonight. Um, and even without McDaniels, the last five games, it's like you got guys like Nikhail Alexander-Walker taking the challenge of yeah. guarding SGA down the stretch. I know he kind of was a pretty good perimeter he's, defender even when you lost McDaniels yeah. last year, right? He was, yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a great guy you can plug in. I mean, obviously tonight he's guarding his his cousin who was first-team All-NBA <laughs> last season. I mean, he still put up, I believe, like 30 points tonight. I don't even think he hit a single three-point shot. Um, just, just consistently attacking the rim. So, I mean, for what it's worth, I think Nikhil did a really good job tonight. But also just the help defense from Rudy Gobert. I think, you know, if you look at it, I believe from a number standpoint, Rudy might be having the best season of his career from a defensive, you know, perspective. So, I think him coming into the season a little bit healthier than he did last season has really helped us out. And then, you know, with that, other guys are kind of just falling into suit and buying into the whole defensive presence that the team has in general. And it's working so far. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think that I, I kind of want to jump over to just kind of that fit between Cat and Gobert in a conversation mm -hmm. about both those guys kind of starting with Gobert. Like, I, I agree with you from what I've seen from Gobert. I do think he's made a huge leap. Like, obviously, you saw his numbers take a, a bit of a dip as he was making an adjustment playing with a new team last season. But they seem to have rebounded a little bit, at least statistically. And tonight was a, a great example of that, right? Like, it seems like from what I've seen, and, and you obviously are the expert here, he's done a much better job of, of punishing those teams that are a bit smaller. Like, the Wolves have a massive advantage. Even on the offensive end, I'm not... You know, I, I'm not really comfortable with him doing post moves anytime soon. Like, I don't think Trust many me, people neither are. Am I. Neither am I. <laughs> but but <laughs> if you can just <laughs> exactly. But can we get some putbacks? Like, can we get some drop steps? Like, can we get right. something little? Like, but tonight, like, I, like obviously, I think we both have a soft spot for Chet. I had an experience playing against mm -hmm. him in Minnesota. He's a Minnesota kid, mm -hmm. so this was his homecoming. And like, 100%. I know he had a big three late in the game, but like, he was rough shooting the ball. I think he was like five yeah. of nineteen shooting or like six of twenty shooting. Uh, which was yeah. even he finished with a decent stat line, but like he looked completely physically outmatched as he should when he's playing up against guys like Cat and Gobert. And like I just feel mm -hmm. like Rudy Gobert in past years didn't take advantage of those mismatches as much uh, on both ends of the court, especially defensively. Have, is that something that you've seen as well? It is 100%. Yeah, I mean, he basically turned Chad Holmgren into his son tonight. Like, with that first quarter drop step dunk that he had on him, and then just consistently contest or contesting his jumpers, like in and around the rim. Um, even some of those push shots that Chet tried to hit, like Rudy's hand was right there, which caused him to be short or just off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Rudy's taking advantage of everything that he can this year. And honestly, like, I think he ended up with, like, 15 or 17 points tonight, which is, you know, if you can get that out of Rudy Gobert along with his 15-plus rebounds on any given night, like, that should set you up for, for a pretty good opportunity to catch a W and move on to the next game. Yeah, absolutely, man. And I think that, you know, what's pretty interesting is, like, 
and, and why people were so critical of the Gobert trade, in addition to just the assets that they gave up, was, you know, questioning the mm-hmm. fit alongside Gobert and Towns. And, you know, a lot of people just kind of yeah. wrote off the Wolves pretty early last season, but what isn't really talked about much is the fact that I think we're still only 45 games, roughly, into the pairing of having yep. those two play together. And so... You know, what have you seen? Have you seen a difference in those two playing alongside each other compared from last season? But Or um, do you think yeah. this is just a relationship that's going to build with time? I mean, I pretty much just chalk all of last season up as a wash. I don't even really count it, considering Cat played, what, like 19 games to start, sat out, then another... No, he played like 10 games, sat out 52, and then played the final like 17, including playoffs. So they never really had an opportunity to get it, like to get um, a lot of work in together. And also last season, Rudy was in FIBA, Cat was sick, so he missed the entire training camp. So we were basically spitballing the entire time. Coming into this year, they obviously had the offseason. You know, I know they both did the whole FIBA thing, but they had training camp together. And what I've been able to see, I think, out of Cat this year is, one, he's, he's, he's actually deferring a lot more. He's not taking the amount of jumpers, in my opinion, or shots that he needs to. I think if he can get that back up to, you know, 15 shots a game, I think this team becomes even more deadly. But the thing with Cat that, you know, he catches a lot of hate on is he consistently typically makes the right play. Like, I remember back in some of those Memphis, uh, in that Memphis series of a couple seasons ago, Cat had, like, a couple games where he only had a few points, but it's because he was just getting doubled right away. So he was just always finding the open guy. Um, and I think this year, too, he's done a really good job of actually feeding Rudy. You know, Cat, Cat's pretty good at taking his guy off the dribble. And then when the the five comes to, you know, step in and, and help, Cat's actually got that lob kind of in his bag to Rudy. Um, and also just being able to find others. So I think... It was an adjustment at first, but I actually have been really, really liking what I've been seeing with those two on the floor together from not only an offensive perspective, but also a defensive. Yeah, absolutely, man. You're, you're really starting to see that vision of the front office when they made that initial move. And um, what's nice is like you're able to break up those minutes because this is someone I didn't even have on, on the docket here, but Nas Reed, right? Like everyone loves him in many, right? And having the ability to like, hey, if the matchup isn't right. You know, you're able to bring in that extra, you still have two bigs on the court and you can have that lineup mm-hmm. of, of Reed and, and Cat out there at the same time. And you have still immaculate floor spacing, which allows Cat to then, you know, drive through the hoop a little bit more too. Because I totally agree yeah, with you. Yeah. Man. I'll let you go on Nas Reed because I can tell you're pounding your chest. I, I, was, just guy right say, there. <laughs> I was just going to say one thing. Yeah, dude, we love Nas in Minnesota, man. I, I uh, Yeah, that's our guy. Like when we when he was a free agent, we all knew like we signed that guy. And then when we got him for the deal that we did, it was just like a home run. Um, it's funny because this season we've actually had a few games where we've rolled out the lineup of R- Rudy, Cat, and Nas. Because Nas has shown flashes where he can like guard wings now. Like coming into the league, this dude was oversized, undrafted, and then he's just improved every year. And now he's actually pretty quick on his feet. Like he can guard threes, and it's it's been really fun to watch this dude like evolve as a basketball player. And then just he's he's got the shot now, dude. He's kind of got he's he was the only member of Jelly Fam if you remember them to make it to the NBA, like. He's, he's kind of got a crazy bag, so it's just so fun to watch that dude ball out and, and watch the state of Minnesota just really embrace him. Yeah, hell yeah, man. It, it, he's a great story. I think him, you know, possibly has the highest approval rating on the team besides the one guy that we've kind of buried the lead on talking about, and that's, of course, Anthony Edwards here. So, of course. Um, obviously, we'll come back to the ceiling of the team and kind of the ancillary pieces around Anthony Edwards, but this is his team, man. Like, I just want to have a conversation about him. Uh, again, obviously wishing him the best. I, he, You know, he's made a steal, bro. He's he's. I can't see any sort of thing keeping Ant off the court lawn, but we're obviously wishing him the best. It was a scary fall after that big dunk, but um, he was on the court mm-hmm. supporting his team, as you would expect him to do. Needless to say, though, his ceiling is is through the roof, right? I think, again, he might it have the, the highest approval rating of any star player in the league. Um, and just wanted to get, you know, kind of your opinion on 
you know, how high is the ceiling of this guy, right? He's, he's improved year over year, obviously the former number one overall pick. Um, how high is his ceiling and what do you think he needs to improve in his game to reach that full potential that we all think he can? Yeah, dude, on, if I'm being completely honest, like unbiased opinion, I think Ann has the ability to be the best player in the league, you know, in, in a couple of years. He's got pretty much every shot in the bag. He can finish at, at, at the rim with the best of them. Really, no one can stay in front of him when he's coming off the dribble. Um, he's got the jump shot from three. You know, he can create. Um, he's actually be, I think, you know, what's going to really help him to get to that next level is being able to find guys, you know, off the dribble. Um, he's done a little bit better of a job this year. I think there was that game. It was a couple of games ago. He drove the lane. He was looking to, you know, hit the game winner, but then he jumped, found Conley in the corner for a wide open three, sealed the game. Um, I think if he can continue to do that at a at a consistent level, um, that's really going to take his offensive game to unguardable. And then um, on top of that, you know, the defense defensive end, you we saw it in that Boston game with Jason Tatum. Like if he's locked in, man, he can lock up with the best of them. It's really just I think his off ball defense that you know needs a little bit of work. And that just really comes down to discipline and locking in. So I think, you know, if he can if he can really just like build off those things, um, I think in a couple of years, there's no reason why he couldn't be one of the best players in the league, if not the like the most valuable. Absolutely. I mean, when you have he's just the type of guy that like, you know, he is a freak athlete amongst all of mm -hmm. the freak athletes. Right. Like he is truly like a point zero zero one percent athlete like he's yeah. making dudes that are. You know, incredible athletes within their own right look like scrubs just because of, of how quickly he can get to his spots and, and reach that He's peak different. elevation. Absolutely, man. And I feel like, you know, for me, just somebody that everybody loves him, right? We all love Tussle. We all love the story. We all love everything he yeah, says dude. off the court. So it's, he's, he's intoxicating, bro. Yeah, dude. It's like there's there's literally nothing not to like. And so I don't want to be slobbing on this guy too much. But, like, I, know, I, I feel I like it, I feel like it's the kind of a unanimous opinion to say that. But, like, you know, looking at him last season, just in my opinion, you know, what I wanted to see heading into last season was the defense, right? It's like, all right, you have, mm -hmm. and not to say you didn't show up before, but just that, like you said, it's just locking in, right? It's having the discipline. It's yeah. having, you know, taking on that challenge of guarding some of the team's best perimeter defenders. Like, he's already kind of checked that box, in my opinion, especially because mm -hmm. he has the luxury of playing alongside a guy in Jaden McDaniels. Like, McDaniels should and will have that top assignment when they're both healthy, right? Like, he's now... Every single time. Exactly. And it's great. But like, and not to say that Ant isn't going to be guarding good guys. Like he's playing the C's. He's guarding Jalen Brown, yeah, right? He plays, he plays the Cavs. He guards Donovan Mitchell. Like there's still, the league is so good right now. Like he's still guarding elite all-star level players, even when, you know, he's yeah. not guarding the number one per se. But for me, I think it's just, and I, I'm, I'm obviously picking nits here, but you know, when you have a guy that's that athletic, it's the shot selection, right? It's like, you can literally yeah. get any spot. You can get the step back mm -hmm. three. You can get the mid range jumper, but like, how disciplined he are can. you to go to the cup, right? Like, I feel like that, yeah. that, and like you said, it's just kind of locking in on those possessions. And then the final level is the consistency, right? I, I feel like I'm yeah. saying this because I've seen it with Jason Tatum over the past couple of years, but like there's sure. a lot of guys in the league that can score 40 any given night. And he, he was like that as a rookie, you know, for him, it's like, all right, how yeah. do we get to those 26, 27, 28 points a game night in, night out? Are those kind of the, the steps yeah. in the boxes that you want him to check as well? It is, yeah, and I think with, with that, like, with him being able to, like I said earlier, like, find other teammates within the flow of the game when they're open and he gets doubled, like, that's just going to make that that much easier for him, and like you said, he does have the ability to get anywhere on the court that he wants, you know, so, like, he's he's got the turnaround, he's got the, he's out of nowhere kind of this season, got the shot off the glass from, like, mid-range, like, even, like, damn near on the line, like, it's kind of wild, but, yeah, and he's just, yeah, he's just sick, so I don't know, man, I'm, I'm super high on and obviously, I think, we he's definitely the one a on our team like cat can be the one b but he's kind of deferring a little bit more than i think he should but i think those two together 
along with Rudy, we got Jaden locked up for a really long time. Nas for another three years. You know, Mike Conley's been great. Nikhil's locked up for I think three more or two more years after this. Like we've got we've got we've got the core kind of here, and now it's just kind of plugging and playing. Yeah, absolutely, man. And that, that I love the mid range jumper, man. That's in my pickup game. That's I stand by yeah, it. The oh, yeah, I know. Is not that, I'm aware. <laughs> Had to remind you of that, but yeah, bro, it's like those oh, playoff, yeah. those those playoff moments, bro. It's like just having somebody to get to create create a shot and being a true three level scorer that's so valuable. But I know that you it know is. you're obviously the biggest Minnesota fan I know on, across all sports here. So I have to ask you, like, <laughs> you know, in all honesty, how many players do you think you would take over Anthony Edwards to start your franchise? Being trying to remove all bias, I know it's difficult, yeah. but I am yeah. genuinely yeah. curious as to where you would put him on that list because I do think it's so, a pretty short list. It is a short list for me. I, I think I went based off of like you picked them today at this point in their career. I think I actually wrote them down. Um, and I think first is obviously Nikola Jokic. That dude's just a unicorn, um, two-time MVP. I mean, he's kind of on pace to win it again this year. Um, he's insane. I got to go Luka Doncic still. Um, although the defense is in there, Luka's just a walking triple-double, and the maps are looking pretty solid. Um, even though I don't love their roster construction, Luka just continues to put in and put out. Um, I'm still going Giannis over Ant at the moment. Um, you know, he's he's a freak. Um, that's what the Greek freak, right? He just consistently wins. Guys want to play with him. He's also kind of like Ant in the cares in the terms of his charisma. Like people love that guy. Um, fan bases love him. He doesn't really have any enemies, kind of like Ant doesn't at this moment, in my opinion. Um, and then I had a couple maybes here. I'm maybe still would I'd maybe pick D book at this point. Um, he's stone cold killer, right? Um I don't know if I would go D-Book. I think I like Ant's ability to – I think I just like Ant's athleticism and his ability on defense. I think he's just got a higher ceiling than D-Book on the defensive side. Um, and his athleticism, I think, will just carry him through more than D-Book's will. And then my, the other maybe is actually a guy we played tonight in SGA. Um, you know, he's in the same draft class as Luka Doncic. I remember – you know, this sounds kind of wild, but back in college when that – or maybe it was a year after college – that draft went down and I was telling like a lot of my buddies back home that I thought SGA was going to end up being the best pro out of that draft. Um, and then last year it was kind of like, okay, is this actually <laughs> happening? And then this year it's like, okay, it's, there's like a legitimate argument between SGA and, and Luca. So I had those five right now. I might be forgetting a few, like I could maybe say Jason Tatum. Uh, I know that's your boy. So you'd probably say Jason Tatum right now, but um, I just think Ant has the ability to be just, just he's different. I think it's, it's just like his charismatic like energy that I think will potentially get him to be like one of the faces of the league, which is just insane. Absolutely. So, man. That's kind of my I, list. I, and I think that obviously, look, we're, we're talking about basketball here. We're talking about guys that you would want on your team, but you would be remiss once you you're, you're all picking nits when you get to that level. Right. So the off the court you stuff are. does matter. And it's how, how mm -hmm. people feel about you, how your teammates feel about you, even how the media feels about you to an extent matters. Yeah. And, and it's so obvious that like, we love about Ant is that he's he's durable, right? He plays in games, right? There's none of that load management bullshit with Ant. And he loves being out there. Yep. Like, it's obvious he loves the game. He has that competitive, you know, whatever. Like, nobody's ever questioning those things. So it's just like, there's, there's even with, like, guys like Luca who who loves it and he's competitive and he's a dog. But it's like, hey, mm -hmm. he's come out of, come in and, into the season out of shape a couple different times. It's like, all right, that's tough. 100%. And it's like, that's, there's... Again, you're just picking nits when you get to that level. So I think that stuff does matter. I don't think you're crazy. You know, for me, I'm, kind of taking yeah, – I, I was, was going to say, I want to hear I want to hear a few of yours. I hear some yeah, yours. for sure, bro. Well, we basically hit a lot of the same ones as you would expect. You know, I kind of approached it from, like, starting the franchise more so than this moment in time. I think this moment in time, I think the only guy that you forgot to mention would be Joel Embiid. 
um, depending on how oh, you feel yeah, about that's, that. Oh, yeah, that's a fair one. Yeah, just because of what he's able to do both ends, just, you know, he's in the prime of his career, so it's a tough comparison, obviously, for Ant-Man. But if you are looking at it from the perspective of, like, hey, this is, you know, start, remove all the players from all the rosters, it's like OG, 2K fantasy draft style, who do you yeah, want to start exactly. your team? You're including age, and that's really about it, right? I think Ant is on that short list. I think the only guys I'd have in front of him are Jokic, like you said, Luka, like you said. Um, and then I think those are, like, really the only two, like, hands yeah. down like i won't really hear the argument then i think Giannis is still in that conversation just because of how good he is at this moment in time i know he's a little bit older but he's been durable and i think it comes down to you know i'm gonna be biased i'm gonna take my guy tatum just because i feel like he yeah. is a couple years yeah. further in the development um there's a little bit yeah. more size there As but <laughs> yeah exactly it's just one of those things where it's like hey i don't think ant is falling off the rails any any further but i do see like the, the career arc of ant and jt being very similar right like each year they're going to add a lot to their game and um obviously tatum's had a lot more playoff success because of the talent around him i'm not trying to pretend that ant should have been carrying his teams to finals or any bullshit like that uh but i think we're aligned man i think it, it just kind of goes to show the point of this exercise is that he is on that short list especially when you factor in the it age is. and and kind of where he projects to be in a couple years. But um, awesome, bro. This is awesome. Well, I want to keep keep this rolling here because, again, um, the Wolves have been on fire, right? They're, they're obviously sitting here at the, at the top of, of the Western Conference. But, like, now, now this is kind of when expectations start to shift, right? You're probably got the way this works with as far as, you know, the NBA and what, what the media kind of expects of you is, like, mm -hmm. everything's relative to expectations, right? Like, right now it's the honeymoon. <laughs> right now it's the honeymoon phase, right? Like, you're sitting it here. Is, you, yeah. you haven't stopped smiling the entire time we've been talking, as you should. I know. But, bro, like, in a couple crazy. weeks. Yeah, it, it is crazy. And, like, in a couple Chicken weeks. Like, exactly. You drop one to the Hawks and you're like, damn it. Like, we're better than the Hawks. Like, why are we losing to a team yeah. like that? And then that shifts. So how uh, – my long-winded way of saying, like, how, how do we maintain this, right? Like, how is this going to be sustainable? Is it uh, perhaps are there moves to be made at the trade deadline? Are you, you know, where, where are kind of the missing pieces? And um, even if it's internal, like, who are the guys that need to take that extra step forward for the Timberwolves to stay a top three seed in the Western Conference? Yeah, I think, um, well, for us to stay a top three seed in the Western Conference, I really think it's going to be doing what we didn't do last year. And we've we've been able to do it for the most part this year. And it's just beating those bottom level teams. Last year, I think we lost 10 games. Uh, I think it was exactly 10 games to teams that um, were, like, bottom three with, within their conference. And that's just, like, insane. Like, we, I think we lost three or four to the Spurs. I know we lost a few at leave to, like, the Hornets. And, like, come on. Like, we can't be losing those games. This year, we've been doing a better job of that. And we've been, you know, showing up to play even when it's a lesser opponent, which has been um, – it's been really, really good to see. I think that's going to be a way we can stay atop the West – um, because we do show up to play against the good teams. I don't think we've really gotten railed by anybody um, so far this year. Actually, who did we play the other night? We kind of got bodied. Um, I don't. I even think it was the it was Kings, a... right? Um, it was the was... Kings, yeah. Yeah, was. and that was a tough one. I mean, yeah, the Kings have been on fire. I should say since yeah. Fox has been back, and like they got downhill, mm -hmm. and even then, I think you guys shot down... like shit. Yeah, you were down twenty in the second quarter, and then it, it yeah. still ended up being like relatively competitive down the stretch. Yeah. But I mean, that's it. The Kings are a tough team to play, especially in the regular season. Yeah, but as you were they saying, they are, and they match up. They match up pretty well against us. So they're, I mean, if we met them in the playoffs, that'd be a hell of a series. Um, I think on top of that, there, I do think that we do need to make a move come deadline time. I think we kind of saw it tonight with, we've seen it the last couple games. You know, with J Mac, our third point guard, being out, um, and then kind of having Shake to start the year, Shake Milton as our backup point guard. He's just simply not it from what I've seen so far this year. He's had 
a lot of turnovers. Um, his jumper is just like really pushy. Like it doesn't look super fluid. Like he, he's short a lot of the time. He's more of like a mid range guy. And I think like for us to take that, to take that next step to really become a legitimate contender, we need to go after you know a uh, a true backup point guard. Um, I had a few written down. And it's kind of funny because they're both from Minnesota and they're actually brothers. But I would love to see us go bring Tyus Jones back from the Wizards. You know they're a dumpster fire right now. So I feel like he'd be a poor a guy we could poach. Um, and then I don't know how the Spurs feel about Trey Jones. Like they have Sohan starting over him right now at the point guard position, even though like the numbers show that Trey's better on where Wemby's better on the floor with Trey. So like I don't know if he's gettable, but a guy like that would be I think fantastic. Like they're both low turnover guys, kind of like Mike Conley. They can both you know get other people involved very easily and play defense at a pretty respectable um, rate, right? And then the other guy I was looking at that is on another kind of dog dog shit team, excuse my language, is, uh, is <laughs> Ish, Smith. Ish Smith. Um, Ish Smith, he's, like, not necessarily the guy that's going to be a floor general, but, like, he's kind of like Shake Milton, but uh, an elevated Shake Milton. Like, he can get you a bucket if you need to, and he's not going to – he's, like, a – he's not a high-risk player, right? You can kind of rely on Ish Smith. He's in – he's on, what, his 14th team in, like, 15 seasons. <laughs> it's, like, probably crazy he's, shit. He's okay. the king of the – uh the Wolves. <laughs> I love that, bro. He's the king of the immaculate grid. I don't know if you ever play those or whatever. Like, if I you're do, like, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. dude, they're fire. And it's like, if there's ever two teams and you're like, oh, God, who played for like the Pistons and the Nuggets or like whatever? You plug in Ish Smith yeah. and he's like, probably an Ish answer. You're like, it's a go. Yeah, but for that's, sure. that's so funny. But no, what's crazy I think is that's I, like, I think that's what we need to do, though. I mean, think, I think we just need to upgrade our point guard. I think we got the wings, we got the shooting, at, you know, maybe bring in a point guard that can shoot it a little bit better than Shake. And I think that rounds out our roster pretty well with Jaden coming back. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think we were, it's crazy. I literally had Tyus Jones. I didn't go as far as to say Trey as well written down because I think you're right. I mean, like you said, Shake, I just don't think he's a fit. I don't think he's a traditional point guard. He was, he was horrible tonight mm -hmm. as well. He had like three Dude. turnovers in like, <laughs> like two minutes. It's uh, so ugly. It's, it's, I've been just like <laughs> screaming in, inside my head because I live in a, a studio apartment, right? So I have no friends to <laughs> scream with and I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's tough. And then, of course, J-Mac can be smooth at times, but, you know, being a, you know, five foot ten backup point guard, it's just not sustainable, yeah. especially in the playoffs. Like, it's not. You're, you're just matchup hunting at that point. So I think we're aligned on yeah. that. Um, but obviously, like, in internally, too, right? There's like a lot of guys that kind of maintain the level of play. And I'm just going to come out and say that, like, it sounds obvious, but, like, to me, Cat is, is the X factor, right? I know you're as much of a, a pro yeah. Cat guy as there gets. You're always defending that guy on Twitter and whatnot. But, like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm someone that – I got to be honest, I kind of lean the other way. He has shown me a lot. Like, I never questioned the offensive talent of Cat. Like, even this year, like, he hasn't overly impressed me. He hasn't, you know, been super disappointing either. But, no. like, you look at the stats, I'm like, he's he's putting up 50, 40, 90. And it's like, you don't even really yeah, and, feel like that watching the games. You don't. It's, it is weird. And I totally agree with you that Cat's the X factor. I think it's him. Um, I was I was going to say Jaden a little bit, but I think you're totally right. Like, this team, this team's ceiling goes pretty much at this point as far as cat goes right and so like as if cat and ant can if because i think cat's averaging like 22 and 9 on the year like you said 50 40 90 so why in the hell is he shooting the ball eight times tonight like in a game where ant goes down in the second half like that's just frustrating to me and i know other wolves fans are frustrated with it too um but at this point dude it's like listen you're in year what is it like year nine right yeah he's in year yeah. nine like dude come Basically. on you've, you've averaged like 25 a game at one point in your career and you're in you're supposedly in the prime of your career we need more yeah if it, you it, if it, we want to compete i agree
It's so it's frustrating because it's all mental with him, right? Like again, there's no holes in the offensive game. He does make the right play. It's only like when he'll randomly be like have four fouls and and then be like, all right, this is the time where I'm going to put my shoulder into somebody and go to the basket. And yeah. It's like, what are uh, you doing? It's like you average four fouls a game for a reason. It's like mm-hmm. it's just like these head scratching plays that like you think he's going to grow out of and he doesn't. So that's like you know the main concern. And then the second concern is just like the competitiveness, the aggressiveness, like. Obviously, it looked like Finchie was trying to scheme him up some extra extra looks once Ant went down, as he should, yep. right? Like, you have, you know, a, a team with no size. You have a, ma- a matchup advantage. Yeah. You have the best player uh, on the court, maybe besides SGA. But it's like, even then, he, he just didn't get it going. Now, obviously, it's a good team win. Troy Brown Jr. had the hot hand, whatever. But, like, yeah, you know, that stuff that does matter. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's which it, yeah it's still nuts but still like having the not having him to be like i gotta get some looks like i gotta i gotta find a way to punish chet here like or i gotta find a way to um and even early in the game when when chet's guarding gobert and then he's getting matched up against like jalen williams or whatever it's just jalen williams that, yeah jaylen dude it's frustrating it's, i mean i do get it because a lot of times what cat what, what will happen with cat is he'll get that post up but it's like kind of out by the three-point line and so it enables teams to bring the double a lot like a lot more often so I kind of get it. Like, he's not trying to fight through double teams, but there's also times where it's just like, dude, can you just, like, catch the ball at the block and hit your baby hook that you shoot at, like, a 70% clip? Like, can you just yeah. do that, like, a couple times a game to get yourself going? And then the shots, you see a few go through the rim, and then that just opens things up, like, on like to a tremendous difference. Oh, it's, like, it is very frustrating, and he knows he has the ability. We know he has the ability. It just comes down to him fucking executing at this point. Yeah, couldn't agree more, man. I like this team definitely has the talent and just kind of, again, zooming out and and trying to figure out what their destiny is for this season. Like, you know, in in the West, it's loaded. It's beyond loaded. So it's just going to it's going to be a war of attrition at the end of the day. Right. Like, God forbid somebody gets hurt and their star player misses, you know, 15, 20 games like that's going to be the difference between a two seed and a six seed. Like, that's probably how it's going to be. Like, I can't sit here and pretend like the Wolves are levitating above the rest of the the pack just because of where they are. Not at all. But because of their yeah, and because but because of their age, like they have a good of chances any. Like if anything, they have a better chance than a team like Golden State that's already had you know some injuries and then some struggles with with their roster construction and you know guys getting yeah, they're older. Kind of or whatever. A, they're kind of a nightmare right now, actually. <laughs> yeah, they are, and and I was pretty high. But I'm always going to be bullish on Golden State, man. I love Steph, so um, I'm just going to you know continue to pick them to be a contender until he's out of the league, probably. But. You know, yeah. with that, they're in a tough spot. Phoenix, as injury bug, has reared its head with literally everybody besides KD, and the load they're putting on him is unsustainable. Like you can just go it's down the list. It's unsustainable for sure. Yeah, and you just go down the list, and and it, it just goes on and on. So the Wolves are in that position where, like, hey, they can be the young, healthy team right there with the Mavericks and right there with you yep. know the Kings and whatever. And and you look up, and they they're still atop the the Western standings. So you know who knows where they end up, but. You know, what What do you think the, ultimately the destiny of this team is, right? Whether they get that point guard at the deadline or not, give me your 100% honest and, and where you stand at this point in time at the end of November, where you think the Wolves will end up this season. I think top three seed is pretty realistic for us. Um, I think with our with our roster construction and getting Jaden back, like barring health, I think there's no reason we shouldn't be a top three seed in the West. When it comes to like where we're going to finish in the playoffs, I don't know, that's kind of a different story. I mean, I think we're kind of a matchup nightmare across the board, but... Rudy, like, throughout his career has traditionally gotten played out of the playoffs. So it'll be interesting how we adjust to that and see, like, if we have any different schemes or something that we can do that make him more effective in the playoffs. But I do like having Nas off the bench, you know, as that as that backup big. Um, and then I think, you know, from a Wolves fan perspective, right, um, with all of our kind of misery and just kind of, like, mockery that we've kind of been through for my whole life. Like, I've been on, I've been noted saying this season to some friends out here in Los Angeles that, like, a 
a first round series win would like be all, I'd be ecstatic about that. You know, we've got all these guys, pretty much our core pieces locked up for the next four or five, six years. So like a, a first round series win would be great. Like it's a lot, it's something we can build off of, but I also wouldn't be surprised if we fuck around and go all the way to the Western conference finals. Like last year, we, we got a game off Denver without Jaden, without Nas and without Kyle Anderson, I believe like we teams don't really want to play us. We got, we just got a lot of talent. We got a lot of length. We've got a lot of sh- like, we've got not a lot, but we've got a good amount of shooting. And then if we can add that, that extra piece that I mentioned earlier in the pod, like I think we're, we're a legitimate roster that can actually contend. So it'd be uh, I mean, obviously the finals are a pipe dream and everything. Like I'd love to see it, but I just, I think with our, with our lack of experience, um, and kind of having a newer roster still, I think uh, winning a series or two would be great. I think I'm with you up to the first round series win, right? Which again, yeah. I'm not saying that to in any sort of condescending way, especially in this Western Conference, man. Like that's a big deal. Like you're looking at the team. It's like, all right, like you could easily match up with Golden State in round one. And like even like a team like the Clippers, like if they figure it out, it's like, all right, they still have a lot yeah. of talent and a lot of guys that have been in wars and won Dude, championships. It's, it's like it, it's going to be a, a, a test and a, and a humongous accomplishment for a team <laughs> whose best player is, is 21 or whatever to win a yeah. first round series in this Western conference. And so, and, I mean, shit on top of that too, dude, you got it with, with it being a playoff series, like it comes down to X's and O's man. So it's like, what, what coach can make the right adjustments, you know, and, you know, bring on new, new, new looks. Um, I mean, Finch typically likes to just let the guys play freely. He doesn't have a lot of structure to his offense. So I don't know, like it, it might be, it might be kind of a wake up call with this roster. If we run into a team that we just cannot get a good look on, like, is there going to be more structure? Are we going to run more plays for cat? Are we just going to let Ant go out and do his thing? Like, who knows, man? So kind of yeah. up in the air. I, I, I'm just, I just want to see us win a series, man. See what that looks like. Just get the juice back in Minnesota, man. Get, get those fans up there. A second round or a second round fucking playoff series. Like they, yeah. that's a basketball state right now. And that's been, they've been, they've been kind of like, or we, I should say, since I'm, I'm newly out of Minnesota, man. We've been praying for, for some playoff basketball to go beyond the first round. So, yeah. And when, not to be a jerk, but like when, when was the last one? Was it 04 since you got any sort of playoff series win, yeah. right? It was probably yeah. 04, right? The last guy mm-hmm. that I just wanted to sneak in a couple, couple takes on Mike Conley to take D'Angelo Russell and, and like he was just such a terrible fit alongside the development of Ant so and everything bad. that you guys were trying to do. Like you needed that veteran calming presence out there knows where to be on the court um much more difficult to attack because he obviously when he was in his prime was one of the best guard defenders in the entire nba yeah obviously he's, he's, he's not good. that anymore but he's he's still not a not a weak link by any means so nah. he's kind of actually the person that you know obviously cat is that primary x factor but if, if conley stays healthy and doesn't show signs of, of slowing down and, and old age kind of creeping in it's going to be a lot to ask for him night in night out so if you can get that backup guard sooner rather than later just to lighten his load and keep him fresh for playoffs yeah dude i I, uh, I totally agree, man. Mike Conley, <clears throat> flipping D-Lo for Conley and Nikhil Alexander-Walker, like, that's that's like taking candy from a baby out from Tim Connolly. Like, that's an insane trade. We got such good value. Like, two of our main rotational guys for D-Lo, who's like, you know what d is going to give you, dude. Like, inconsistent shooting for, like, four nights, and he'll have two good games, reel you back in, and then do it all over again. So, yeah, I mean, and they're both great fits for the team. Last year, I was at the 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 playing game that we lost to the Lakers and we went to like the Ritz Carlton to grab a drink after the game right across from Staples or crypto, whatever arena. And uh, I saw Mike walking out. So like I dapped him up. It's like, what up, Mike? I was like, yeah, I used to sell tickets for the Wolves, man. I wish we had you. And then I was like, I had to, you know, instead sell Isaiah Canaan on a 10 day contract. <laughs> and he started laughing his ass off, dude. So like, I mean, all respect to Isaiah Canaan, like solid NBA career. Didn't mean anything mean there, but like, it was just like, Mike has just been such a perfect point guard and it's like kind of weird to think about, but I saw a tweet the other day that said like 
at this point, is Mike Conley, like, already the best point guard the Timberwolves have had, like, in terms of just, like, importance to their team and, like, the six, like and how important they are to win the games? And it's, like, I think the answer is actually yes, dude. Like, yeah. I don't I, – I can't think of another guy that I could rely on from the point guard position to, one, not turn the ball over because we all knew D'Lo was going to at least have four or four a night. And then, two, like, just, just defend at a high level – and weirdly at 36 years old, and then also be able to knock down, like, even that corner three this year, I think he's at 54% from the corner three. So that's, that's just nuts. insane. And now we now we call him Bite Bite because of Ant. I think he, he called him that a couple games ago. He's just <laughs> like, he looks like he's going to bite everybody. So now, like, everyone calls him Bite Bite. <laughs> that's that's great. Yeah, I feel like it, it is kind of sad to think about, but I, I do think you're probably right in saying that. I mean, you'd be the guy I'd ask. Like, you're obviously going to, if you go back far enough, you probably find, like, you know, guys Sam that were Cassell? obviously more... Yeah, Sam Cassell and, and dudes that, you know, were maybe more talented, right? You had Marbury for a period of time. Like, yeah. I think maybe Terrell Brandon's best years were with the Wolves at some point. <laughs> oh, like, I don't God. know. Like, I don't know how oh, – I, I, I obviously wasn't watching back then. But, like, <laughs> obviously – when you Dude, it's nuts. But, like, if you're taking into need, like, yeah, you have this 21-year-old megastar. You have Cat. You have Gobert. Like, and even just him being able to be, like, the guy advocating to get Gobert his touches and, you know, for Gobert's mental health out there and for the yeah. team's – Keeping everybody kosher, like it's it's essential, bro. So I, I that's awesome. He's, I love. Thank you for sharing that story of talking to Mike. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's clearly a beloved dude in the, like every every stop he's been, even before getting to Minneapolis. So uh, that's awesome, bro. But um, Garrett, I think that that basically does it here, man. We're we're super excited to to stay tuned and you know keep watching the Wolves. But anything else to tell the the words with Wallace listeners before we wrap up here? I don't think so. I think all I got to say is just keep tuning in. Uh, we're a fun team. We'll get J- Jaden back, and um, we'll be hounding dudes on, on the defensive end. So I think there's uh, a lot of excitement, you know, looking forward the rest of the year. I think maybe we might have clinched the in-season tonight. I don't know if that happened yet or not, but um, we're looking like we have a good shot at making it. So um, exciting time to be a Wolves fan right now. I'm still going to be freaking out from my studio apartment in Los Angeles the rest of the year, try to catch games, you know, whenever I can when we're out here. So um, Nick, thanks for having me on, bro. It's great to talk with you. Next time yeah. I see you, we got to run some more two on two. You know, get get that little that that two guard game going and just try to cook some more people. <laughs> yeah, we got to see whose money we can take, bro. We don't got Co- yeah. uh, Kofi and Otto hanging around anymore, yeah, shout bro. Out we... Cole, shout out Cole and Kofi, man. <laughs> shout them out. <laughs> We're gonna have to send them this link for sure, bro. But Gary, it's great 100%. catching up, man. Appreciate the time and and we'll have to bring you back at some point later on if the Wolves are popping and. Maybe they make a run in the in-season tournament. Maybe it's playoff time, but we'll, we'll probably get you back on the horn here to talk some more Wolves. Before I let you guys go, be sure to follow at Words with Wallace on everything. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to follow, share the show, tell a friend, and I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.